welcome to the Moms on Maternity YouTube show and podcast. I'm Amy Cruz, and today we have on Tracy Moreno. She is the uh, clinical and forensic psychologist behind Free Spirit Coaching Services. Cool. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Thank you for having me. So what is the difference between a clinical and a forensic psychologist? So a clinical psychologist is what your most people are used to. It's um, doing therapy, individual couples, uh, family therapy, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then a forensic psychologist is really any sort of um, anything to do with the court. So a lot of these things are court ordered. So that could be like I used to do um, competency to stand trial evaluations, insanity at the time of the crime, uh, child abuse and neglect evaluations that were ordered by the court. Um, and then I also do, it could also include any sort of psychological testing. Mm -hmm. So I also did um, testing for uh, dementia to see if people had dementia and then the severity level or, or ADHD, things like okay. that. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And now um, what, what made you decide, how long have you had free spirit? About two years now. Okay. So did, was that a big change for you? A big pivot? Oh my God. Yes. So tell um, us about that. Like a total 180 because yeah. I started my professional career out at a maximum security prison. Wow. And then I went to, um, I was the director of mental health services at a community clinic for that time. And then, and then we came here. And so it was like, I was in the trenches and then now I'm at like Nirvana. <laughs> What's the difference? So, well, with here, we have a, a two acre property. I have my own private practice at our home. And our whole concept is treating the whole person, mind, body, spirit. So I um, collaborate with other people. Obviously I do individual, I do individual therapy and take care of the mind piece. And then for body, we have a, a yoga instructor who's also a Reiki master and sound healer. And then for spirit, we have a spiritual coach and he is an intuitive guide and an astrologer and a Christy, crystal Reiki healer. Hmm. Where are you located? Uh, Cave Creek, Arizona. Okay. We also have an equine assisted coach. We have Thai massage therapists. Oh. We have all kinds of different. So is it a retreat center or like a one-on-one -on -one booking service thing? It is a one-on-one -on -one booking service, but we also do plan retreats. Hmm. So we do both. Um, it is, but it is just like um, you would come, you would schedule an appointment, just like your regular therapy appointment and you come here. That's and cool. Congratulations. So just, how did you, you decide to, how did it come together? Like, how do you leave... <laughs> Right. Um, I think just kind of like being pushed to my wits end and, you know, you kind of, you're in such a negative environment for so long that you start to, at some point you realize you're, you know, it's just too negative. It's, and you start to see the problems it's causing in your life. And um, yeah, it was. <laughs> how, so how many years were you uh, working in and out? field before you started free spirit? Um, well, I've been in, in the mental health field for about 17 years, but I've okay. been professionally licensed as a psychologist since 2008. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay, so one of the things that we definitely want to talk to you about is you have um, a lot of expertise and passion around the journey that is being a stepmom. Yes. Is it so? <laughs> so, how old were you, the children when you became their stepmom? Okay, so the kids were eight and ten. Okay. Yeah. How old are they now? They are twenty-one, and one's going to be nineteen in about two weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what, um, what was the hardest part? I guess what's been, tell us everything. <laughs> oh, everything. I don't know. No, I, mean, be- <laughs> I mean, I guess in the sense of, was it? No, I know. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, there has been a lot. It is, it is a really, it's an almost impossible uh, position to be in because we're as a stepmom and I'm speaking from personally. And then I also wrote for stepmom magazine for two years. So I got a lot of feedback there and talked to a lot of stepmoms. And then I, of course, um, in my practice, see a lot of step families. So in getting all that feedback, I, it's, it's very evident that being a stepmom is, um, kind of like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because if you love the kids too much and you're too involved in their lives, there's a threat factor that happens. And then if you're not, then it's like, you know, obviously that's bad too. And there's- What's the threat factor? (laughs) There's, you know, the biggest thing that we always hear is you're not their mom. You know, um, I've had, you know, go have kids of your own. Um, don't they say stuff like that to their own mom too? I hate you, mom. Like things like, isn't that kid? No, I'm talking about the, the biological mother saying this to me. (laughs) (laughs) No, my kids, my, well, I call them, let me, I, I refer to them as my kids because they've lived with us full time. Okay. So your challenge was not with the children. It was with the biological mother. See, I, I, I bonded with the kids from jump street. Good. And yeah. you, and you're with them full-time the whole, it's on, it's when they were not age? the whole time. Um, not when they were, when the, when the oldest one started, um, his freshman year of high school, they became, they started living with us. Okay. So. And so the, it, the challenges you dealt with were actually with their biological mother. Yes. And oh. that is the case with most step. Really? I mean, yeah. I would imagine, I would, why is there even any relationship there? Is it because of, yeah. Well, there's kind of not, a relationship there but it be- it becomes a problem when they are um like talking to uh their ex-husband or their or the father or yeah. complaining about what i do or i don't do or what my involvement level is um or you know or they're telling the kids you know bad things or about me or about what my role should or shouldn't be and so is there a happy so, ending did you guys what what's the what's kind of your advice well my happy ending was leaving the state <laughs> moving right. yourself and your the kids yeah. yeah we we left we we moved and that's um part of the reason we were like moving to arizona to just kind of like start a new um peaceful happy life. I mean, do you think the kids, how are the kids impacted? Well, we waited until the youngest graduated high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And then they were both going to college. So they're both in college right now. 
So you just kind of dealt with this like strain or tension forever. And then eventually you're just like, I just need a new scenery and get away from yeah. it all. It all kind of came together perfectly because we were, um, there was nothing holding us to where we were before. And um, we wanted a new start. We wanted, you know, I wanted to um, start a private practice and really connect back with my passions, which are spirituality and animals and nature and things like that. And so, and that's what we built our practice on. Have you always been spiritual? Yeah, since I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. In different ways. I'm much more um, spiritually connected now because I've um, been consciously focused on my own journey. Mm -hmm. What do you mean in terms of um, really uh, engaged, like actively learning and um, being coached and practicing certain concepts of spirituality, um, practicing meditation, practicing yoga, practicing um, being centered, practicing witnessing my thoughts instead of grabbing a hold of them and running with them and, you know, just different things like that. So, okay. So what do you, what do you define as the free spirit? Well, that's a good question. Do you know, I've never been asked that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, you know, I always considered myself a free spirit because I always just kind of went with the flow. I love change. Um, I know most people kind of fear it, but I've always just loved it. I've moved, you know, kind of different places over the, um, throughout the country and mm -hmm. I've traveled a lot and, um, I just kind of, I'm, I'm very open-minded and I don't know. I, I, I think of it as just being super flexible and just going with the flow of life and accepting things as they happen mm -hmm. and just kind of, you know, um, I don't know. That's interesting that I, well, no, I so do, do you I'm not answering that, that question. Great. You feel that um, the struggles that you had to go through or overcome in terms of like the stepmom role and relationship with the biological mother, like being a free spirit helped you there or how did this, that factor in? Definitely. Um, of course I wasn't, I wasn't as, oh, I was my whole life more of like a free spirit. And then when I became a stepmom, um, my role with the kids was pretty active and that became like our whole life. They were highly into sports. It was, I mean, it was just an everyday thing for, for years. Both of them were very competitive in sports and things like that. So um, I feel like I lost that for a while. And that was part of like the question what you asked me earlier of how do you make such a 180 in your life? Mm -hmm. And it was because you, you get, you lose yourself. And I think anybody becoming a mom, no matter what type of mom they are, you lose yourself. I love and, yeah, for maybe, yeah. Or you find yourself maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think when you find yourself, you start identifying with your kids, which as a therapist to answer that is not very functional you know, so, you know, you have to try to maintain who you are on some level. Although 
I kind of don't see how I could have done it and been there and been that um, present without kind of putting myself on the back burner, honestly. Um, but now, but once the kids got older, I had, I knew I had to like gravitate back with who I was at my heart and soul, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, but to answer your question, I feel like, so I wasn't necessarily such a free spirit during that time when I was like in it. Interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. Because that part, that piece was kind of taken away, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the part I kind of lost. Um, but I did have the flexibility. I did have the, um, I think it really did help because I just kind of have faith in myself and, um, the universe's plan for me. And so I always, and I'm able to take the high road. I don't, I don't get caught up in pride and ego. And so I was able to take the high road the majority of the times we all have our breaking point, (laughs) but, um, yeah. And that, and that's a hard thing to do. So yeah, definitely have to let things go. So um, what is exactly the reason someone would want to go to a coaching program like yours? I mean, just to recap, it has coaching, kind of mind um, therapy, talk talk therapy, yoga, Mm -hmm. Reiki, uh, sounds like spiritual. um, Like spiritual coaching. And how is spiritual coaching different than just regular therapy coaching, therapy coaching? Well, therapy, um, I do traditional therapy, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, psychodynamic therapy, um, motivational interviewing, all kind of like, um, you know, the traditional sense of if you've ever gone to therapy. And then um, what I did is bring in those other. So the way it, the way it differs is one thing for spiritual, he's, his name is Pasquale, and he's going, he's working with the client on the spiritual aspects of their life. So with, um, say for me, with, if we were in talk therapy, we are in it. We're talking about what is, what you're actually dealing with right now, or what you might still be having emotions about from the past. And, and I'm giving you tools of how to manage your day to day. But if then, if you go to Pasquale, he would be working with you on gaining an understanding from a more universal spiritual perspective of saying, what is my purpose here? Why could these patterns be happening in my life? Um, what is, what could this be teaching me? How can I, you know, what are, what are my challenges and how do I overcome them? What is my, do I have some sort of karmic debt to pay? Do I have a lesson to be learning in this life? Do I, you know what I mean? So it kind of gets us out of like where I would be with the client mm-hmm. and, and gains a more um, universal perspective. Got it. Okay. Cause the stuff that's more of the day-to-day um, analysis is more of like what, like, So say if you were having um, symptoms of depression, you know, we would talk about how you were experiencing your depression, what the hardest, what types of behaviors or thoughts that you're having right now are causing impairment in your life. And we would talk about maybe, you know, what could be causing this, 
I go back to a lot of these things are belief systems we created in childhood. And mm -hmm. so I go back with people to childhood and talk about, you know, how maybe some of these beliefs were created. And a lot of them are faulty beliefs that as children or even growing up through our maybe even 20s, we, um, those belief system probably worked very well for us and protected us for all of those years. However, as we become older and get into our 30s and above, life isn't, we're, we're not that like vulnerable kind of victim to life and circumstances anymore. And so if we're operating on the same belief systems, that's now going to be um, dysfunctional and maladaptive. So I work with people on kind of going back, identifying those faulty belief systems that are causing them problems currently, and we try to work with them and try to rework them and replace them with healthier ones. So do, um, do most people need to see both like you and a sp the spiritual person or can they just see one based on their need or how do you guys manage that? So, well, let me put it this way because if, you know, our mind, body, spirit, it is all there. And let me say spirit does not have to be um, anything religious or actually spiritual. If your beliefs don't align with ours, we're definitely not trying to convert anybody. And so we only talk spirituality or religion if that is consistent with your belief system. And so, but we can still work with spirituality on an energy level because there's a ton of scientific evidence. There's actually zero debate um, that we are made up of energy and surrounded by energy. And so we work, so when we say spiritual, that could also just mean energy work. Um, so with that said, if somebody is, so we're all of that together. We have our mind, we have our body, we have our spirit. And so if somebody is just coming to me and doing individual therapy and we're progressing and their mind is healing, I'm working with them on these, replacing these faulty belief systems and they're creating awareness and they're using all, you know, they're, they're establishing coping skills and problem solving skills and all this good stuff. But then their body and their spirit and energy are still broken or injured. They're only going to progress to a certain level. You know what I mean? So all of them, all three components have to be treated together to really be whole and to find, and to like find that peace. So you're just picking, you're just picking one part of it to treat and not. What is an example of energy healing? Um, so energy healing would be uh, Reiki, mm -hmm. uh, sound healing, mm -hmm. crystal healing. Mm -hmm. um, those are like the top things that I can think of off the top of my head. Cool. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a interesting space and your place where, what, how do you, what's the nearest like airport to where you guys are located? Phoenix. How far off yeah. from Phoenix? So we're about 25 minutes from the airport. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's a great area. I've been interviewing a lot of people from that area. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, Okay. Well, I mean, such a cool journey you've been on in terms of going from more of a classical therapy practice to this new free spirit, really looking at just the entire mind, body, spirit. Um, any final uh, words you want to share about kind of mom life and just keeping it together as a mom? I would say in terms of, of mom life, if you ever happen to, um, find yourself in that position where 
you are in um, a divorce custody where there is a step parent coming in to um, try to make peace and heal from your past to not bring that into the future um, because it doesn't have to be a volatile relationship. Um, no stepmom is here to like replace a biological mom. You know, um, we're just trying to figure out where we fit in in the family dynamic and um, to fight against it is just going to make things a lot worse than it has to be. And to just try to find, you know, do that work within to um, heal any past, you know, to gain that closure or heal any past pain you have with, um, with maybe the, the child's father or the relationship or how it ended or whatever it is. And kind of just, and I mean, we can, we can fight reality or we can embrace it and fighting reality. You're just not going to win. So the only way to win is to embrace it. Wow. Yeah. That was really, really well said. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Really great talking to you. So how can people find you again? So uh, we have the website freespiritcoaching.org. You can email me at freespiritcoaching at aol.com or they can call or text 480-220-0020. Look at all those twos. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Beautiful. Talk. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. For more, please visit www.mamthematernity.com.